This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Nose. I hope you all had a wonderful day today. So let us continue from where we stopped. Om Shri Guru Vyo Namaha, Om Shri Ganeshaya Namaha, Om Shri Saraswataya Namaha, Om Shri Guru Dattatre Namaha, Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Om Shri Mahalakshmi Namaha, Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwaraha, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma, Tasmai Shri Guru Ve Namaha, Shri Guru Charitra Parayan. So today we'll begin with a new chapter, that is chapter 7, Gokarna Stala Mahatmyam. Before I start this chapter, I want to cover a small story about um, yesterday's satsang. In that, we learned the story about how Ravana wanted to take the uh, Kailash, Mount, Mount Kailash, and he wanted Shivji to, for the worship of his mother. And then you, you've learned Shivji offered him the Rudraveena. Uh, sorry, not the Rudraveena. I mean, he played, he, Ravana performed the Rudraveena with severe penance and he attained the blessing and grace of Lord Shivji. And Shivji gave him his Atmalinga. Now, I was, I didn't cover, I didn't discuss what is, it's not Rudra, it's Raudra. What does Raudraveena mean? And that too, it said that he took the nerves and he made the string and he played the veena. Does it sound very weird? What exactly does this mean? In the Adhyatmi, that is in the spiritual world, what it means is Ravana did such a severe penance to attain the grace of Lord Shiva. So what did he do actually? He, you know, where does Shivji, we, how do you attain Shivji? We say Sahasrahar. And that is where you have your realization. You become one with the divine. You get the self-realization. So, he did meditation. Meditation. How does it work? He this Like my Krishna Guruji explained that this Raudra, Raudra is here, okay? And it is a form of Shiva who is an angry form. And the penance is, he's playing Veena. What does this mean? He's making his nerves and veins... Uh, you know, go in the deep meditation with so much power and so much intense meditation with anger. He's worshipping, you know, he's, he's going in a deep worship, that meditative state. And that is when you play that, there is a very powerful sound that emanates. And that sound pleases Lord Shiva. That is the playing of the Raudra Veena. Veena, which gives us one weird kind of a sound. Uh, it's very powerful. It's very intense. See, that is why it is also said that through music, you can also reach divine. Because it's that nodes, uh, you know, the, the, the nodes of the uh, music is also to reach the divine. So you can even use different paths to attain the divine. And in this case, it is about attaining the God and it is towards going realization. But what happens is when Lord Shiva was pleased with Ravana and he came in front of him and said that I am very pleased with your devotion and I will you know bestow my grace and give you my Atmalinga. He said he, you can't take Mount Kailash with you but instead I will be very pleased to give you Atmalinga which you can worship. 
But he said one very interesting thing. When you worship this Atma Linga, you exactly attain the power of myself, which is like you, you become me. And what does that mean? Ravana himself is a demon. And now, can you believe that when he gets some power like that, what happens? His pride, ego, arrogance, everything comes into existence and not just that. And with that power, the power gets misused. He will use it against the gods. He will use it all against the deities. So, which means he's exploiting. The power is misused. And then, and you remember, see, only the godly being, when they attain that state, they will ask for realization from the divine. But what did Ravana ask? He did not ask for realization. On the contrary, he's asking, give me that power so that I can become powerful than you. That is exactly what their intent is. So my Krishna Guruji will always teach this very important thing. And that is, see, when you get the grace, never ask for that power, you know, something which is going to benefit you. No, it's whatever you seek should be only to attaining that spiritual being. And when you seek something which is going to benefiting this entire universe, then you're asking for a good cause. You're not asking for your own selfish motivation or just for your greed to fulfill your lust and greed or desires. You're not asking for that. But that power, the wealth, whatever comes to you, when it's going to, you know, go towards the well-being of this entire creation, then only it makes sense. And that is why in Sai Baba's Poti, Baba says this very nicely. He says, wealth is to establish dharma. And that is why we have the leaders, the, the gurus, the sages, the saints who have been given those positions, those power. Those, those power cannot be exploited. See, all these great sages, saints, they have the siddhis with them. They have gained that power to their severe penance, through the tapascharya that they have gone through. And through the grace of the divine, they have attained those powers. But the power is not for their satisfying their own selfish desires. But the power is so that they can do good in this world. They can, it's for the well-being of this entire universe. And that is why if you go to any real great guru, the real master, he is desireless being, though he has the ashta siddhis around him saying tatastu, he is never using the power for himself or for benefiting his own family members or anybody in this world. Everybody is part of Vasudev Kutubam. The great gurus like my Krishna Guruji will always do good to everybody, even if he is an enemy. My Guruji will never think he's an enemy. He'll still do good to everybody. That is how these great beings are. They don't deprive anyone of anything. You know, what is due to them, what is good for them, that is exactly what my Guruji will bestow upon them. Even when it's coming to knowledge, he selflessly will teach. But it is in each of his own disciples for them to absorb and evolve on that path. How much effort are you going to put? How much are you showing your, you know, in, in the, that, that passion to learn and evolve? Pa passion is a wrong word, but that, you know, not the material for material worldly benefits. No, the, the, the fervor to evolve on the path of spirituality. That is what is very important. How much you crave for God. That is what he cares about. And he is here to give. And then please also know that the guru, the great masters will only give you that which is palatable to you. 
he is not going to teach you subjects that which you cannot understand or it is not for you in your life to journey on or that is not your path. He is not going to teach. See many a time lot of his disciples will come and ask him Guruji I want to learn Tantra, I want to learn Yantra, I want to learn Mantra whatever that is you know. It is very funny. They come and say Guruji please teach me this I want. But Guruji will only give that which is suitable to you. He understands what is good for you that is what will come. And that knowledge will open as you evolve, as much as efforts that you put in going ahead in your life. The tests are going to come, you are going to go through all the challenges, but he's going, he's seeing how well do you fare in all of that and how much bhakti do you have, how sincere are you, how much pain are you willing to take, how much suffering are you going to go through to attain that spiritual way. That is what the great gurus do and they, you know, test how much faith, how much Guru Bhakti do you have? Please remember one most important thing. We are doing the most beautiful scripture, which is called Guru Charitra. What does it talk all about? It is taught teaching you. It is teaching us all about Guru Bhakti, Guru Seva. Service unto the lotus feet of the Guru is the ultimate way to achieve God realization. There is no other way. Please remember this. And... Obeying the words of the Guru's command and exactly doing what he ordains you to do. Don't go against your Guru. Never think that your Guru is some ordinary human being. Don't go by his looks and appearances. Don't go by what he's trying to tell you. And please remember one very powerful lesson. And this is the lesson which I will always carry in my heart. You know, it's embedded and I'm very grateful to Lord Tatatre for giving me this profound lesson. He said, no matter what your Guru puts you through, Please remember one thing. Everything is happening for the good alone. There is nothing bad that is bad. There is no bad at all actually. On the contrary, when any event befalls you, we think it's a calamity, some bad thing is happening. But please know that in that there is something very good that is going, that is going to happen because of that bad, the way we think. There is no bad, bad. Everything is happening only for the good of us, for good of everybody, for good of you and for well-being and your progress alone. So there is always good in everything that is happening. So never forget that lesson. Keep it very, very intently within you. Remember at all times, even when you are going through the most toughest moment, please remember that everything is happening for my good alone. My Gurudev is with me all the time. There is nothing that can befall me. There is no calamity that can come to me. I just chant his name, magic will happen. That is the faith and conviction that you need to have. And when you have such a faith and conviction, please remember, your Guru's grace is always around you. It's like a firewall. It protects you. There's nobody who can touch you as well. This is the faith, but that is the faith that you have to develop. And having this absolute faith and surrender is not so easy. Love will come eventually and devotion will go deeper and grow deeper only with the grace of the divine. Lord Sri Krishna himself will grant you that devotion. But you have to first evolve that path. So please evolve. So this is the story behind what the spiritual, the adhyatmic meaning behind what is this Raudra Veena. What did Ravana play? What is the Raudra Veena? Where he removed the veils, he made those, um, you know, it's a musical instrument. You can Google and check out how the Raudravina looks like. It's a beautiful musical instrument. So this is exactly what it means. There is always a spiritual truth behind it. You, you should never take it as is. And that is why these scriptures can only be explained by the great gurus. Nobody else can, you know, decode rather. <laughs> they are all codices. They are hidden truth. 
and that secret can only be revealed to the true devotees to the true spiritual seekers and to the really the you know the ardent devotees of the lord not for everybody this knowledge is not meant for everybody so whatever you have to listen or whatever you have to read that is all will come to you please remember one very beautiful thing when you are not, when you doubt the guru or when you doubt the divine lord almighty even if this knowledge is told or imparted to you many a time it will not even enter you it will not even hit you why because that doubt is what the covering is that is your ignorance and that is called maya so no matter how much you study or even you read for that matter that is never going to unravel the only way for this knowledge to reveal itself is through the grace of the guru when he imparts this knowledge unto you that is when that understanding will come slowly slowly and it's not over you know one time journey oh once you finish this reading the scripture then you close this book and keep it in your library no it doesn't work like that you have to go deeper into it you have to continue to read again over and over and over again and every single time when you read the, there will be new lessons that will come to you that is how the spiritual progress happens so it's very beautiful the journey itself is very loving it's 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 insane to even describe it's very beautiful i just cannot describe adequately with words you know it's you have to experience it and everybody's journey is to their own way i cannot you know live somebody else's journey not someone else can live my journey we all have to walk our path but at the end of the day please remember the goal is to attain that ocean like all the rivers is going to come and meet that you know they merge into that ocean similarly everybody's goal is to attain that god alone that one that one entity who is the father of this entire universe the guru mother the guru ma the krishna ma krishnam vande jagat gurum the ultimate goal for all of us to attain but everybody's path is different everybody's way of looking at the divine lord is very different and like i explained yesterday please don't get carried away by what the by you know the preconceived notions which you have so far understood about how you have to how god is experienced that is all false please if you please know one very important lesson whether you read the scripture guru charitra or sai baba spoti or any of the great saints if you if you read their life stories you will understand how simple and how ordinary they appeared they never donned some fancy you know uh, garbs they never had an attire they never had some you know uh, uh, identity they were not in the limelight no they became famous much later their devotees spoke about them they they went and you know told told the world about the greatness of these great divine beings so that is how they they established that faith you know the faith in the god is what was established it is not about themselves they are not even craving for any attention they don't even want to be known in this world that is the truth about these great masters so please remember they are not you know promote themselves they are not here to get some glory and they are not here to get some awards rewards no what can you give or what can anybody give to the master of this universe nobody can reward or award them nobody can even say they are the greatest thing they are the great they are the supreme they are the supreme divine consciousness they are the uh, you know parabrahman gurur sakshat parabrahma tasmay shri gurave namaha so that is the parabrahman can anybody even say how great they are you can't even talk about their greatness such is their greatness so 
be very humble and please don't look for such experiences when you meet the real divine god or even the gurus they will come as a very ordinary human beings they will appear very simple that is a mark to recognize them the grace is what you have to seek from them don't try to say i want to you know um, i want to experience the four form of mahavishnu that is the grace you need to get but even the mahavishnu will manifest in an ordinary human being and come and stand in front of you do you have the eyes to recognize him so for which you need to have the grace from the divine so that when he appears in whatever form you should have that eyes to see that is called the grace that is why it's called dhrivya drishti the divine vision the divine eyes you can't see with this naked eyes it's not with the sense organs that you can experience the divine it is it is very subtle it is absolutely subtle and that is what you just have to understand it is understood within your heart yes i met him that is the understanding but you cannot describe that experience it's it's impossible to put in words what that experience means you just know you just know for sure yes i met my my lord shri krishna or i met my whoever right i met lord dattatreya i met my krishna guruji that is that experience i met my lord dattatreya everybody whoever you want to meet that experience is what is most important so don't go after you know all these uh, you know spectacular things that they show in this world it is all false there are a lot of fake gurus in this world who try to portray something to you and you think that is what is the divinity you think that is what is the truth please stay away from these things and you are never going to experience any truth over there on the contrary you are going to go in the gutters furthermore deeper into that ignorance why do you want so when you the reason why these lessons have been imparted these great gurus have gotten their life stories the leelas have been written down so that though devotees and disciples cannot understand this truth and this is you know this is gospel truth this is not some somebody writing it this is these words are the wisdom of the divine themselves they have got this written through an instrument in this case it is saraswati namdarak Uh, sorry saras gangadhar saraswati who is also goes by another name here as namdarak he is the one who writes this guru charitra and who is teach giving him the stories siddha muni siddha siddha yogi or siddha muni is the disciple of shri narsimha saraswati and uh, today i am not going to talk about the story of how and which place where this guru charitra has been written i'm going to share it with you very soon but until then please wait i don't want to reveal everything so soon like you know even in the um, in all of the soaps and some of the you know movies they say oh uh, it's ends here they leave it with some you know that cute secrecy oh what's going to come next so we'll see it in the coming episodes it's so like you have that little craving okay oh what's this so i will narrate it to you it's very beautiful so i hope you understood the uh, significant the spiritual significance of what why did ravana play the raudravina and most important another very important point that i would like to make is that see ravana also represents that anger the greed you know because his desire is not fulfilled when the atmalinga got established you know in gokarna remember ravana got very angry so what is 
what does it tell you about? Unfulfilled desire ensues anger. And anger is the doorway to hell. So anyway, Ravana is going to be destroyed. That's a different story altogether. But the root cause is all unfulfilled desires. Lord Shri Krishna has also very nicely explained in Bhagavad Gita. In that he says, unfulfilled desire ensues anger. And everything, the root cause of anger is unfulfilled desires. So what do you have to do? Surrender. Surrender is the only thing. And don't have any desires. God will give it to you. Whatever is due to you will come to you. Don't go after Things like money, power, ego, arrogance, greed, lust, all this is not going to give you anything. And you will get into further more, you know, into the bondage of this material worldly existence. And you'll accrue, sorry, you'll incur more karmas. Why do you need that? You don't need that. That is the truth. So let us begin with this new chapter. Gokarna Stala Stala Mahatmya. This chapter describes the Gokarna Kshetra Mahatmya. Gokarna had so much sanctity that Sripad Srivallava chose to visit and spend some years here. A visit to this holy place burns off all sins, however much grievous they be, and earns for the person Kailashapada. Gautamarishi narrates to King Mitra Sahu, who was under a curse, how a Chandala woman with sins galore on her head earns Kailashapada by the mere coincidence of her dying at the holy Gokarna. Namdarak was thrilled with joy, listening to the origin of Gokarna Mahabaleshwar. He said to Siddha Yogi, from, where, from what you have said, I believe that the place must be spiritually very powerful and it should have been conferring immense benefits materially, morally and spiritually on all the pilgrims visiting there. I am eager to hear of any instance in which anyone had derived such benefits from making a pilgrimage to the place. In reply to this, Siddha Yogi narrated the following anecdote. In the Ishvaku race, there was, a, there was once a king by name Mitrasahu. He was a very pious, noble and kind-hearted king. He treated his subjects as his own children and was ever engaged in promoting their welfare. Vashishta Maharishi was his family guru and priest. The king, however, had one weakness, vice, with his craze and over-fondness for hunting. The king once went out for hunting and killed many wild animals. Thereafter, he confronted a wicked Rakshasa and wounded him mortally. The Rakshasa, before falling down dead, told his brother that he should take revenge of his death. The brother Rakshasa took the guise of a human form, went to the king's palace and managed to become the palace cook. One day, there was a shard ceremony in the royal family. Meat is forbidden on such a day, as the Brahmin priests and rishis would come to partake the food. The vicious Rakshasa surreptitiously cooked human flesh on that day and taking everyone unawares served it to the Brahmin priest instead of the vegetarian food which was supposed to be served. The priest got enraged and were furious and on the spur of the moment without waiting to know the truth cursed the king that he would become a Brahma Rakshasa. The king was about to curse the priest in revenge taking water in his palm of, for the purpose when the queen restrained him saying it was not pop it was not proper for anyone to curse the priest. 
The king then let the water from his palm drop on his own feet. The feet got charred and because of this he became, he came to be known as Kalamshapada, Vashishta Maharishi. Realizing that the king was really innocent, felt sorry for the curse uttered and told the king that he was blessing him that the curse would last only for 12 years, at the end of which he would get back his normal form. The king, because of the curse, became a Brahmarakshasa and made the forest his habitation. He used to kill and eat whichever or whoever came by that way, whether they be animals, beasts or human beings. One day, a Brahmin couple happened to be passing through, through the forest. The Brahmarakshasa caught hold of the Brahmin and ignoring the requests and plaintive pleadings of the wife who was imploring him to consider her as his own daughter and spare her husband's life, mercilessly killed the Brahmin and devoured him. At this, the wife of the Brahmin, who was then suddenly widowed because of the bloodthirstiness of the Rakshasa, cursed him, saying, although after the expiry of 12 years, you're going to get back your human form. If you try to court the pleasure of your wife, you will instantly drop down dead. And your queen would become a widow like me. Thereafter, the woman along with the bones of her dead husband did sahagamana and entered her life, which is she taking a sati. Now, what does this mean? Can you see the implications of the cascading effect of your actions performed? You commit one action, whether it is done knowingly or unknowingly, the repercussions are tremendous. And that is why my Krishna Guruji will always teach all of his students and disciples and devotees that do not open your mouth, do not commit any action. Whether it is with words, thoughts or deeds, don't do it. Because we don't understand the repercussions. He, he became a Brahma Rakshasa because of a curse. Though it was not his fault. But they are all meant to be. Why? Because he killed a Rakshasa. Correct? But he should have seeked pardon or done something about it. Instead what happened? So then that action led to another action. Then to another action. And now even though his curse is going to be finishing by 12 years. But he already has one more curse coming in. And that is the karma, cascading effect. We don't understand how, you know, how deep this is. We cannot, no guru on planet earth will ever explain the, the, the depth of what karma is all about. He will only give you just a gist of what karma and why you should not perform karma. Whether it is good or bad, please remember. See, here we are talking about bad karma. But even those good actions that you perform, that is also going to have cascading effect. An example, I mean, my Krishna Guruji always give this example. Take the example of Bill Gates. Today, Bill Gates, you know, he's doing so many good, I mean, he's doing a lot of good things in this world. He's, you know, he's one of the philanthropists. He's got a foundation. He does so many different things. Now, he's Bill Gates in this life. But can you imagine that he's helped so many people in this world? He's done all the good things. But those people have to repay him, which means... Each one has sanctioned, so he has sanctioned each one to, became, to become a Bill Gates in some life. So the equation is very simple. 
it's it's the equation what is the equation of karma it's like i have to return what i get from you whether it is good or bad that is the equation of a karma now whether you do good deeds or bad deeds so in this case bill gates has done all the good deeds which means all those people the millions of people who have received something from him will have to repay him so can you imagine how many more lifetimes of birth and death he has to go through so why do we need to that is why lord shri krishna says we have to do nishkam karma which means selfless service selfless action we are not getting attached to whether it is good or bad and not even being bothered about what is the fruits of those actions the end result is not even we are not even going to bother about it or care about it so whatever comes we offer it to the divine lord almighty because we want to do a nishkam karma if this body has to perform certain karma it has to be selflessly it's good or bad but most important what the great gurus teaches we have to only do good in this world and the good also the karma doesn't accrue so we are not going to reap the benefits in many other life because we are doing it selflessly it's a selfless service that is why the great gurus the real masters will teach you how to expiate your prarabdha karma and for the future to create only the good things which is not going to accrue it's not getting into your bank account there's no interest coming to you so that you are doing good it is only going to help you get a good a birth in a good womb or you attain the divine and you merge over there one of the things can happen so this is extremely important so you are not going to sanction yourself with some, all the people that you are going to be associated with in this particular life but after you meet your guru then the guru will show you the path that is why it is extremely important to follow the ordain of what your guru teaches when he says don't do something don't go there there is a reason why he is saying because he knows everybody's past present and the future but we don't understand we think the guru is against us he is the greatest villain in our life no please never ever think like that i'm telling you my krishna guru ji i mean i have no words to describe his greatness he's only done good see he's always you know saying things please don't do this there is a reason why he says you know in my case yes anger anger something that he'll say you have to control you have to overcome see anger is given so that you have to serve some purpose in this world but don't don't get angry with people or what is happening in this world when the time is right that anger has to be channeled and used for achieving the purpose of the lord you have to do the lord's purpose you have to do his work that is when you need to use at the right time but don't use it you know to get angry with petty things so those are the things he will teach how to use your you know tendencies or the nature to serve the purpose of the divine there is a reason why this body has been chosen so it has to go through its process its learning and everything so when you listen to the guru when you surrender to him and you learn under him then he will show you and guide you the path today my krishna guruji was giving a very very profound lesson why it is important to you know learn from this great masters the way how to speak even like you know politically correct the great gurus they are the master of this universe they're political they know the politics they know everything that is happening they are highly political they know how to use a particular language to speak to people they are not going to go in any wrong books of anybody they are not going to make any enemies they are always very kind they'll speak in a very loving manner they are always good to everybody even they know the the person opposite to them is some idiot but they are never going to call that you are an idiot on the contrary they'll praise him to heavens 
so they are they are very perfect in the way they communicate they are they are politically correct so he was teaching how so this is from the samarth ramdas's das bodh in that he was explaining you know, what samarth ramdas maharaj has taught which is you have to be you know you have to learn from your guru how to speak how to communicate how to be politically correct how to say the right words you have to use the perfect words you have to get the knowledge how to do everything you are the, he is the master of all subjects he is the master of knowledge he is a knowledge incarnate so what makes you think you know too much more you know too much or you know more than your guruji and that is the arrogance we come with we should not and we are not going to achieve anything that is exactly what guru charitra is teaching all these stories are only teaching you a very profound spiritual truth which is important for us to imbibe learn imbibe and apply in our own day to day life please remember whatever you learn in your spiritual those tests or those lessons or those experiences will come in your real time in in your life real time so at that moment how well are you able to apply that knowledge solely depends on the ability of how much you have learned and absorbed the knowledge imparted by your guruji so this is extremely important and also how much effort are you putting in it it's not a joke again like my krishna guruji was explaining last week people think spirituality is some joke people just think spirituality is some fad today i want to be spiritual and everybody calls themselves they are spiritual no 99% 99.99% of this population in this world are religious people they just know god or or majority of them also will be they don't want to believe in god they can be atheist it doesn't matter but spiritual is only 1% max nobody is spiritual today so it is very it's a rare thing everybody thinks they are spiritual they want the they want spirituality but they don't understand what does spirituality mean they think spirituality is something very easy or oh, they just can attain like that and they think that guru is sitting there to give them everything on a platter no sir you have to work hard work really hard and in this in guru charitra we are going to learn all of that and that will tell you the truth about what it is to be with a guru how do you develop guru bhakti what it is to be on the path of spirituality and most important why is guru charitra being taught because guru is the doorway to god without guru there is no spirituality please remember this so now let us continue with the story the king after the expiry of the curse period of 12 years was rid of the form of brahma rakshasa having become normal again he returned to his kingdom he conf- confided to the queen the curse of the brahmin woman hearing so the hearing so the queen was heartbroken as the prospect of her getting a son was now doomed seeing the grief of the queen the king consulted the wise men of the court and the priests to find out whether they could suggest him any way to escape from the curse they advised him that if the royal couple could make pilgrimages to holy places and do their offerings to the gods the power of the curse would at least get mitigated and with divine grace it could perhaps even be overcome altogether the king and the queen set out on a pilgrimage to most of the holy places of the land doing severe penances at those holy places they came to mithilapur at, at last they were exhausted and sat down under the shade of a tree to rest at this juncture the king saw the illustrious sage gautama passing by along with a group of other rishis 
The king ran towards him and fell prostrate at the sage's feet and prayed that he should save him from the curse of the Brahmin woman and show him the way to expiate the sin of Brahmahatya. Sage Gautama told the king that he should visit the holy Gokarna. His pilgrimage to the holy place would expiate his sin for certain. The sage said that all the gods, even all the celestial beings, make pilgrimage to Gokarna for expiating their sins and to earn merit. He said that even Brahma and Vishnu visited the holy place and did penances for a long time in order to earn merit. The sage cited instances of the incomparable redeeming power of the holy place. The greatest sins like killing or causing the death of a Brahmin, a cow, etc. could be expiated by pilgrimage to and worship at Gokarna. He narrated the following incident which he himself had witnessed just a few days ago. So there is a story within a story. So that's very beautiful. So let us understand. And one other most important thing that you need to know, imagine, so the curse happens, like, you know, you get angry, you curse somebody, you say some things. And the repercussions you saw, how the king had to go through, because of his one action, it has led him to get to so many different actions. And it's not just the king is impacted, but his wife, the people associated with him are also impacted. And this is what we miss. You know, my Krishna Guruji will always give a very interesting example. Um, see, we so there are few few of his students who are all part of corporate world, right? So some days we'll come and tell him what happened today in the office. We'll say today my boss was not in a good mood. So my Krishna Guruji will say think that he had a very bad day with his wife. Must be his wife would have given him a peace of mind, and so he's come. You know he's irritated all of you. So he's just taking it out on his team members, which is actually true. And then he'll say otherwise it'll be the other way around, right? Maybe. If you have a lady boss, his, she would have had a tough time with her husband or mother-in-law or children or whatever and then she's in a bad mood. Now, can you imagine that you start with something and then it's not, the, it's, it's not just connected to that person but you're actually adding, you're creating the karma by taking it on somebody else. So it's a, it's a cascading effect and its repercussions are terrible. It's not only with one person, it's people associated with you. So when you scold somebody or when you say something to someone in a very bad mood, then that person is going to take that on somebody else. And that is why we should not do something like that. And so my Krishna Guruji once explained, we had a very funny situation. Uh, once we ordered, uh, you know, some food from a restaurant and then what happened, they didn't, they just only, instead of three meals, they only sent us two meals. I got, and we were very hungry. So already the food came, you know, uh, law, you know later than expected. The, the time they delayed, you know, uh, giving the delivery. And then on top of it, you see that there is a meal uh, missing. Obviously you're hungry. You become more, um, you know, you become, when your hunger grows, anger also grows. Uh, and it was unbearable and then you call you try calling them and asking so there's a disconnect at their end so the customer service was giving some answer the manager was giving some answer i really got mad and entered the manager at that time my krishna guruji said something very important you know what it's okay no matter what <clears throat> what has happened you should not do this because see yeah, there are a lot of people, yes, people have made a mistake, they genuinely made a mistake and um, though they, they were very rude and they were not even trying to 
get it fixed on the contrary they're saying well, it is a customer service problem we have not got the information whatever no excuses they were reasons they were giving too many excuses too many reasons so the point he was teaching the point he made was that see today i might say something to him but that because of someone making the mistake that person is going to take that you know words very seriously or to his heart and he's going to give it to someone else so why are you going to become a part of that karmic loop and i never understood i didn't know something like this was there and that is why i say the 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 concept of karma or the subject of karma itself is very very deep we don't understand it's 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 like a again it's a limitless ocean to understand what karma is we cannot understand it so then my krishna guru said no matter what happens don't get angry and a similar incident happened um, you know last week when we had visited the the beautiful uh, fourth the datavatars manik prabhu's place you know the the pitadipati nyanraj maharaj you know said to one of his uh, persons over there to say please take guruji um, and you know make sure that they he said make arrangements for the you know for their lunch they have to have lunch and go and then only leave so he said please make the arrangements take them to the and show them where they can have the lunch so we went over there see the, the, this is the problem the gurujis teach everything very you know all the good stuff but it is for people to live or not live so this person instead of taking care in ensuring that the food is served and waiting to ensure that we are you know having our meal and somebody is taking care of us he just left us over there and said please wait here um there were these children from the ved part shala this is school the vedas the school of vedant and he said the kids will come now so then together you can eat so we were waiting over there so krishna guruji and myself were sitting over there and we are waiting and then said this all these kids came and we queued to see them so they're all making arrangements so they 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 lay down the plates and everything for everybody except for us and and also there was a person over there so this was not the same person who the uh, pitadipati had instructed this is some other person over there who didn't know anything about us so then he was wondering what are we doing he said from in kannada in a local language he said you know what when the kids come no you both go sit there my anger i, I told my guruji you know what my anger is getting my temper is getting higher it's rising up he said calm down calm down don't react no because i said they are incurring a sin if they don't serve you the the wrath is going to in a sense it's not a wrath see you don't disrespect the gurus the great gurus because they are atithi daivo bhava that is a that is a that is our tradition that is the, the that is very important for us to live and here when you disrespect a great master then you're disrespecting the entire gods and goddesses and the universe is going to you know not like it then she takes charge and she does what she has to so why invite trouble and for me it's like you can't disrespect my guruji in front of me so i'm then he said okay go tell him then i went to him and in kanda i spoke to him look uh my guruji is waiting he thought we some ordinary human being another very and another problem with everybody again i can't blame them also at times because my guruji is that maya the what he shows or <laughs> demonstrates his is ordinary appearance he is wearing a t-shirt and a jeans pant who will think he is like the god almighty how can god wear 
t-shirt and a jeans pant that is not acceptable people don't understand this so then i told him please he's a great guru don't even think he's some ordinary human being uh, you need to serve him guruji has instructed over there dhyanraj maharaj has instructed can you please come and serve him first so then he instructs some lady so then they bought the plan the lead the patravali they then they offered to us but had i not gone and said this though it you know it did not leave me in that good taste by what had happened of course so anger definitely came up but i if i would have gone and given him a piece of mind again that would have gone into something else so my krishna guruji is calm down you don't have to get into it is their karma they are going to face it so that is why my krishna guruji will never say anything to anybody let them behave however let them treat however they want but what they don't understand is they are going to suffer for the treatment the way they will treat my guruji is not going to do anything please remember my guruji is the the he's the most compassionate being you can ever find on this planet earth he's he's forgiving he can forgive everybody on this planet earth, but his universe will not forgive please remember this so and for me this some someone disrespecting my guruji in front of me is not acceptable so that's another thing so he said can you just calm down so i sat down and then finally we finished and i went away but the feeling is not right the what i learned there are multiple things that you get to learn the most important thing we learned is that you know how do you serve when a guest comes to your home or your ashram wherever right it is important to give them the respect no matter whether they are big small it doesn't matter and this is what we live in krishna ashram my guruji teaches us no atithi daivo bhava he himself will come and ensure that everything is taken care he, he will make sure that everybody is looked after in the same manner that is that is the most important lesson so you and what happens see if you don't live the lesson of what your guruji has taught then you are earning him a bad name see we are his representations you need to understand it's not about the guruji you know what people will tell oh this is the kind of guru he is oh this is what he is teaching his disciples look at the way they behave then whose name is being tarnished the guru is the guru teaching ever something bad to the disciples or the devotees not at all on the contrary everything that the guru is teaching is a profound truth he's always told you to be a good self when did he ever say you know you be your bad self go do everything whatever you feel like you go to no on the contrary the guru ensures he fixes you first the he will reprimand you because he cares about you see it is it is a privilege to be reprimanded and i will vouch for this some day when i'm not some day when i when you will read the autobiography of my guruji and also i'm writing my own stories my journey with my master you will you will come to where you will read about how he will reprimand reprimand is not because he he's bad or something like no he he cares about you when the guru you know reprimands you he beats you to pulp beats you not physically he beats your tendencies your negative your demonic propensities your demonic disposition your you know tendencies all that he beats into pulp you have to actually be grateful to him for doing it it is not that he does it with all but those who he wants them to evolve on this spiritual path he definitely will do it every word from your guruji you know when he gives you two tight slaps that is a blessing 
when he when he scolds you when he reprimands you you have to you know you have to be very lucky to be reprimanded by your guruji this is something we don't understand on the continuum what happens to us human beings the egoistic people oh my guruji is saying you know telling me all this you know he's reprimanding me i don't like it ego comes in two egos inflated deflated or martyr <laughs> martyrism three things will always get into but you know what you should accept that beautifully oh my god i'm so grateful today my guruji has you know beaten me out why because he cares about me that is when you will evolve spiritually too his every word from his mouth is a blessing this is not understood so please remember if your guruji praises you you're gone your fall is imminent you're sure to fall never take a praise from your master always welcome you know he should always you know give you two tight slaps and teach you all the time saying no you do this do this don't ever take praises from your guru praises is not good at all no sweet talks if he is praising you then you are <laughs> sure to fall down so it's then it's you are never going to progress why because it elates you it elates your ego you think no end of yourself so when is the progress going to happen it's never going to happen so this is what was very beautiful lesson i learned and what is the other important lesson which i already told you the great gurus will appear in disguise in my guruji's case jeans pant and t-shirt and his ordinary human appearance is the disguise that is the maya for the world only those with divine his vision and his own my guruji's grace alone can you know get to see who he is who he is also know that little bit grace is there to understand that he is somebody great he is that god almighty he is someone who is beyond imagination or beyond any words can describe you can't you will not even know who is this but you can you cannot know him nobody can know lord shri krishna please remember the word krishna itself is secretive and unknown what makes you think you can know krishna nobody can in this world so you have to attain that level of bhakti to for him to give you that grace like how ravana did with uh, lord shiv ji but please remember it is very easy to please lord shiv ji not not shri krishna for shri krishna you have to wear yourself out and when you wear yourself out then he does because he is who he is so you better wear yourself out if you want to meet lord shri krishna that's the level what is what is lord shri krishna asking can you ever be can, can you ever imagine he is asking you to be your good self which is to live the way of life being absolutely good he is always ready to serve his devotees we we think so arrogantly oh why should i serve that person oh he is not uh, you know he is not worthy we make judgments over people we can't see god in everybody but lord shri krishna can see god in everybody he's always you know at the beck and call of his devotees he's always ready to serve them he's always ready to grant favors for them he's always wearing himself out for his devotees such is the greatness of lord shri krishna so to attain him it is not so easy we have to live and what is today missing two important words goodness and love is missing in this world and that's what my guruji doesn't like because he is krishna mande jagat gurum he 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 feels sad that today there is not a single person who can live that words of lord shri krishna being the epitome of goodness try being good in this world no even this event that happened of course i'm getting angry but can i see god in that that's also his leela because there is a lesson something has to happen we don't know the divine play divine ways are never understood why they do what they do but even that anger everything is a part of this leela so you just have to 
play act and go but the most important lesson for you to live is don't get angry means don't get angry you have to be your good self so sometimes they also use that anger at that moment in time that see i am everybody's an instrument in the hands of the divine lord so sometimes that anger will be used for serving certain purpose and we don't even know why that is but consciously you are, you on your own cannot go and get angry and do something wrong and then come and say god you have used me as your tool ah how convenient you can't put the blame on the divine so i'm clarifying this with you because it's a fine line between how do you want to take it so don't don't misconstrue what i'm telling here so and then because the, the people it's not people everybody's mind is you know the mind itself is a deceitful one it can interpret however it wants to it will only take things that is very convenient and palatable to it so don't fall for it so so coming back it's very important how we live and breathe and you know walk the path which our guru teaches us and shows the way it's important to listen him listen to him and emulate him and my krishna guru ji said a very beautiful thing again most important see the great gurus can behave however they want see they they have nothing to do with this world so we only have to emulate all the good things that they are teaching us they will sometimes perform certain things in a weird way that doesn't mean you can do it they might say some words they can use certain abusive words or language but they are allowed to because they are the god themselves they are realized beings they are not in they are not in this material world but we living in the material world we have to follow the protocols following the protocols and rules and regulations is extremely important so so only emulate the good stuff about your guruji and then don't tell oh my guruji only said oh we have been taught we have to emulate our guruji so we are also allowed to say whatever we feel like and this is another very interesting thing that i have observed in initial times i met certain disciples of my guruji who will question him when he does something i'm like we are not authorized to do that the guruji is bereft of all rules and regulations all protocols the only time he does certain things so that we he sets an example so that we can follow there are no rules applicable to any masters in this world so don't pinpoint at the guru and when you do please remember you are going to get back the same thing dime a dozen you are not allowed to pinpoint to the master oh you are doing why can't i do the master is an entitled the gurujis can do it you can't do it so so there are a lot of people who question my guruji oh you are doing this can i not also do are you comparing you yourself to him he is god almighty he is para brahma you are living your material human crass human being first become divine go achieve that state then once you cross over then do what you want but without that our, our mind talks too much ego arrogance no end things no end of itself so please don't ever do that only the great gurus the saints sages who are the lord almighty themselves are allowed to do anything but not you you don't have the authority and this is one thing which my krishna guruji also will tell me look you have to follow protocol because you are still living in the material world the day you cross over the day you give up this material world and walk completely on that other side then you do however then you behave however you want nobody is going to question you they can't even question you today that is the most important thing to understand but when you live in the material world we have to follow the material worldly norms the protocols are important the rules and regulations are important so don't go against that norms and if you do then you are going to face the repercussions so okay i'm not going to start the story uh, which gautama 
um, Rishi is going to narrate. I will start tomorrow because uh, we are at, almost at the end of the hour. We'll continue this chapter tomorrow. Um, so until then, I will stop at this. I will bookmark it here. Yep. So I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. So please go and, you know, do a little bit manan, contemplate on what I have taught. It is extremely important that you adhere, you know, to your guru's words, to whatever he ordains you to do. And it's extremely important to follow the protocol and especially whatever he teaches, observe him, learn from him. It's the only lifetime opportunity that you have. Don't ever lose it. So with this, thank you for joining Sri Guru Charitra Parayan. Wishing you all a very happy evening. See you all tomorrow morning from 8.30 to 9.30. Om Shri Mahaganapate Namaha Om Shri Gurudev Datta Om Shri Sachidananda Sadguru Sainath Maharaj Ki Jai Om Namo Bhagavade Vasudevaya Digambara Digambara Shripad Vallabha Digambara ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುವೇ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ದೇವಿ ದುರ್ಗಾ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಕೃಷ್ಣಾರ್ಪಣ 